0: Hello, and welcome to White Homework. This is a podcast designed to inform, educate, and restructure community into unlearning racism. Join our host, Tori Williams-Douglas, as she gives deep insight into the history of racism in America and how we can dig ourselves out by becoming vocally anti-racist. Sweet.
1: Hey, y'all, welcome to class. This is White Homework, a podcast about race, racism, and restorative justice. Um, Yeah. I'm Tori Williams-Douglas, I'm a writer, a speaker, and anti-racism educator, and I'm the creator of White Homework, which is an anti-racism resource that's specific to where you live. Um, Today, my guest is Lenny Duncan, aka one part of um, my three-part ride-or-die squad. (laughs) We don't have Jason today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Sorry, Jason. Every time you guys get together, you like talk shit about me. So No, (laughs) we do not. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is me throwing you under the bus. Can you tell people like who you are, what you do? Yeah. All all the cool stuff. Yeah. So
0: my name is the Reverend Lenny Duncan. I am um, describing myself recently as a writer, witness, and agitator. Um, The Lutheran Church, the Evangelical Mm -hmm. Lutheran Church in America uh, calls me pastor. Um... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, I I live a lot of those roles, but I don't know if you met me, you would be like, "Yo, that dude's definitely a pastor." I mean, I it, I, I don't know. Uh, so um, I uh, black queer um, uh, writer and artist um, and church leader who uh, spent a lot of his early years homeless. Um, lots of contact with the criminal justice system early on in the so-called war on drugs. Um, And have been uh, involved in liberation in one form or another, uh, either upon myself or those around me, and had missteps and steps backwards in that process, um, probably since the mid-90s. So yeah, that's me.
1: That's awesome. Yay! And um, Lenny actually just moved out to the greater Portland area, Vancouver, Washington, to be specific. So (laughs) he's like, right... The Couve. <laughs> There's so many nicknames for Vancouver. so funny. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even go there. Um, <laughs> but no. I'm like. I'm. I'm super happy about this. Well, okay. You moved out here, and then COVID happens. So yeah, exactly. I moved shit. out here. But, but, um... was like,
0: get ready to launch this new community and meet all these cool new people in a couple of years. When the conservatives finally
1: yeah. realize they need to wear masks, like... or they all die. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, if you're if you're able, friends listening, just, please please just, wear a mask when you leave the house yeah, that's or when you leave it. your car when you leave your car. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't even have car. to wear it in the car. Yeah. <laughs> if you're able, I know I know not every individual is able, but this is like group effort. We're Trying to love our neighbors here. I say this as a non-believer. We're trying to love our neighbors oh, I, here. That I, is that is the goal.
0: <laughs> I think that <laughs> I, well, we I think went. that's the most compelling thing about our friendship is that Michael Brown. Uh, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I think that's the most, I, mean, I think that's the most compelling thing about our friendship that, um, Michael Brown, uh, is, is really the time where it like galvanized for me somewhere in between like Michael Brown and, uh, Charleston. It galvanized for me that I needed to go into the church mm-hmm. and okay. you had the exact opposite reaction. You were like, I got to get the hell out of here. Um, yep. and so, and so like, like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, your liberation meant you're like, I got to break out of this and I got to figure out what that means. Like, what what does it mean to be a, 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 a black person in this country or a black woman in this country looking for liberation?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: I and, and for me as a black man in this country who had never had anything, never had a piece of the pie. You know, the only mm-hmm. education I had um, prior to uh, prior to 10 years ago is I had a GED I got in county prison because I really liked the Muslim dude was teaching the class and he taught me about co until pro and me about mm-hmm. uh, geronimo pratt and he taught me about the move uh movement you know what i mean like yeah. like that's the only reason yeah. i even ended up getting a GED, not because i wasn't smart enough i was always smart enough i just had no interest because like you know it, it, it become apparent to me that 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 college path that that hbcu mm-hmm. path that they had laid out for me in high school, that wasn't going to happen for me, right? I wasn't going to be a kid yeah. of, like, Morehouse. Like, I wasn't going to, mm-hmm, like, that, mm-hmm. that just, that I wasn't going to date a girl from Spelman. It wasn't going to happen for me. And I was okay with that. <sighs> um, And really, it was only, like, like, when I started seeing our people die in the street that I realized that not only, that, that maybe my call from God was more than just to wear khaki pants, hit people up for tithes, and worry about who they're fucking maybe I could bring liberation to the church. Right. Right. And, uh-huh. and uh-huh. in that yeah. process, I ended up experiencing liberation. It's just fun. I think that's like the mm-hmm. most compelling thing of our friendship. And what I hold mm-hmm. so dear is that how two people could have two completely different reactions to the revolution and years mm-hmm. later run into each other and yet still have such compelling love and mutuality and care for mm-hmm. each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm i just saying, because I,
0: I mean I, I love being black. I'm sorry. That's, that's don't, I not I will not
1: allow I will not allow you to apologize for being black on my podcast or loving yeah. being black. Yeah. It's not allowed. Um yeah, no, I think that what is we have the same we have the same values, right? I would that's, say almost, that's almost
0: everywhere. Almost every, yeah. we we have the same values. I would say everywhere from Right from capitalism to uh, governance to restorative justice Mm -hmm. to um, I think our sense of call to educate white folks, knowing that and we could talk a little bit later about being light skin and our proximity to whiteness and how white people tend to trust us Mm -hmm. more and like how we can, because there was an Mm -hmm. interesting conversation on Facebook about that today um, that I watched from some black women organizers. Um, But, 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 but my point is, is that, um, you yeah, know, we have very similar values everywhere. I mean, I would say from the bedroom all mm-hmm. the way to the White House, which is interesting mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. for
0: a stone cold no. atheist. And like, <laughs> if not to toot my own horn, but have someone who's been called an up and coming voice in the church. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. it's just
1: really funny. Yeah. And I think that we like. We get to, we end up having like these really kind of powerful conversations because I think, in like, even as a non believer, like I told this to Andre Henry, it was like, you don't have to be a believer to be a prophetic voice, right? You can be an agnostic and still speak truth to power. Like, it's not, well, how could you read the calling, the prophecy piece? How could you? It's like, that's not contingent upon no, belief. and
0: how could you li- read the book of Habakkuk and call the prophet of Habakkuk a believer? I mean, Habakkuk's calling God out, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Isaiah at points, yeah. Isaiah yeah. sounds like like every other person I've known who's been burned by the evangelical church, crushed by oppressive pastors, mm. destroyed by heteronormativity, and, and, and cut to pieces by white supremacy, dressed up as scripture, and then handed to you, yeah. and then they gaslight you in some sort of like, you know, uh, let's have a care meeting about you. You know, they bring all the people who are concerned mm-hmm. about you. And what it is, is really you're disciplining mm-hmm. your ass and getting ready to communicate you. You know what I mean? Um, like, like, you know, some, yeah. some evangelical Chad bro sets himself up like some damn punk. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. like the church either if that was my experience. Luckily for me, my experience was I partied my ass off when I was younger, wanted nothing to do with the church. Uh, slept with all the people, did all the things, had all the fun. And so by the time I came to the church, I was like, oh, this is different. I was like, neat. <laughs> you know, I was, you know I, I had a, you know, I didn't go to church camp. I beat those kids up. Like, you know, yeah, like, I, like, so <laughs> I didn't beat anyone up. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Those are the kids I picked on. You know what I mean? The People are yep. like, yo, what are you doing this weekend? I'm yeah. like, yo, i yeah, yeah. roller skating having a blue leg party. You got to come down. And they're like, yo, I'm going to the church camp. I'm like, you, Herb. You clown. You <laughs> ride someone into the sunset for that. You're going to church camp. You loser. Saturday night, you're going to hang with your pastor, bro? Cool. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I nope. think, I also think that's also why the church works as a, um, as a structure for me to find liberation and to, mm. because you do liberation in the struggle for other people's liberation. So I showed up with a lot more vim and vigor. And so that's why, you know, I, I have a, you know, I, I'm able to cut through some of the bullshit, I think a little bit more than other leaders.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Just full disclosure for everybody listening. Um. Lenny and I have both been teaching white people about racism all day. So we're a little, we're a little fried right now.
0: <laughs> Punchy as all hell.
1: Uh-huh. Just a little bit. <laughs> I, I,
0: so tell people what you were doing and I'll tell people what I was doing. And then maybe we can talk a little bit about the emotional and spiritual toll on folks like us right now. A uh,
1: yeah, bit. absolutely. Um, so today I did um, a workshop for realtors who want to learn about anti-racism um and so we just did kind of like a q a talking about like the ways that real estate is inherently racist in this country and probably everywhere i don't i don't know uh i'm not i'm not actually really good with like political analysis i'm not gonna lie <laughs> but um so yeah we were we were talking about like Okay so like what can i do right it was it was that's like always the pressing question from white folks it's like well what what can i do and so i really tried to what can i do
0: what can i do what can i do what can i do and i tried to like reframe it what can i do what can i do are you okay what can i do what can i do you okay what can i do what can i do what can i do what can
1: i do like just send send me money like venmo me that's literally all i care about well but, um,
0: I mean like I, I I understand that I try to honor that more than I think other people do sometimes oh, no. to my, to my own like to you. my own detriment. No I'm saying to my own detriment though like oh. when, when I get those what can I do emails, I'll answer them until three in the morning sometimes and Brie, and like my partner Bree or my daughter has to come in here and say, hey, like like what are you doing? It's three yeah. in the morning. And I'm up for the existential crisis about (laughs) race in America Uh for a pastor in the middle of Nebraska. I've never met, Mm. but I care because they reached out to me and like, you know, it's the whole thing. It's, it's, it's all the labor. It's all the things, right? It's all the things.
1: Absolutely. (gasps) And that's,
0: and that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing leading up to something like you did today. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's like all the little things on the way to like doing an event like that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, it ends up being kind of, it's, it's so much emotional labor, but yeah, I end up being, I end up being willing and and motivated to do it because I'm like, if I can do something to, I mean, you were talking about like colorism and like light skin privilege. Like if I can do something to make life more tolerable, to make life better for people with less privilege than I have, then I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care what it is. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's kind of like, whoa, okay. Sometimes people, I, you know, when somebody gets shot by the cops, I get 45 text messages and then I have to reply to each of them because I don't want people to feel hurt that I like didn't respond with like, how are you doing today? Right, it's a right, lot. right. It's I'm doing terrible. Lot. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm shitty. Yeah. Don't ask.
0: <laughs> I'm shitty. I'm black in America. What the fuck? Like, it's terrible. Have have not been getting... Yeah, have you not logged on to Twitter.com since 2014? What the fuck, man? It's bad.
1: It's real bad. It's
0: fucking bad. Yeah, like, it's fucking bad. Like, there's no getting around it. And so I, I did something for the Episcopal Church today for um, campus ministry. So I'm a sucker mm. for campus ministry. So if you okay. do have, like, pastor, Lit, you know, the, the, the big secret about me is I never say no. Like, mm. And by never say no, I mean, like, if you're a piece of shit, I'm going to say no. But, like, I did... <laughs> I, I t- I typically think that the front lines in the battle for white supremacy, at least from the perspective as a, as a church leader, are rural ministries,
1: Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's,
0: it's, it's changing. It's, it's teaching, it's teaching people in key electorates and electoral districts about white supremacy and how to do it. And then the other place is like at these liberal arts kind of, uh, we have a lot of ELCA colleges, we actually have 25 of them.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: And, so we're sending out every year thousands of young people out to the world, um, and for the most part, we've tried to be like the Christian colleges where you didn't have to hear about Jesus, right? Mm, That's been like okay. the ELCA's thing. Like, like you can come to chapel, and we are a Lutheran place—a weird Lutheran place—but like, we're also like the number one place for like immigrant students from around the world to come to. And like most of our okay. students are Muslim at most of our colleges and, and like that kind of a thing. Right. So it's we've always had, mm-hmm. we've always um, cultivated a, a, um, an air of uh, of, 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 of education. Mm-hmm. Lutherans pride themselves on that shit. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's like yeah. one of the things yeah. they live on is intellect. But yeah. saying is, yeah. is that, you know, the other front line is like these hundreds of young adults being sent out into the world. Right. Yep. And, and I know if I can get their... If I can get these campus pastors to give them a theological framework for dismantling white supremacy so they know that Jesus declares Black Lives Matter, Mm -hmm. so they know that the call of the church is to dismantle white supremacy, Mm -hmm. well, then they have have the, the spiritual buoyancy to go out and do the real work into the streets. And I also get to help these campus pastors figure out that, hey, if you have a kid who's heavily involved in the front lines, guess what? it kills organizers mm-hmm. and if you have a 20 year old if you have a 20 year old kid who's spending 2 years who's going to spend the next two summers which is very likely many of our young people are going to spend the next two summers online fighting for mm-hmm. us while the rest of us debate whether they're right or wrong yep. and 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 what happened after Ferguson is that many of them died under mysterious circumstances yeah. many of them committed suicide yep. many of them had substance abuse problems mm-hmm. i mean like here's the thing is that the, this work eats people yep and 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 when we throw and and so it's like equipping these leaders, these these you know these campus pastors, so they can recognize that, so they know that other people have been chaplains to organizers and revolutionaries before, mm-hmm. and to teach them how to do that. Yeah. So it's good work. Ask me how I'm feeling after a couple hours of that. Not so fucking mm-hmm. great, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. And so and so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the work um i'm grateful for the fact um i have a book out called dear church and you literally can't fucking buy it anywhere um it's been super sold out uh i'm grateful i have a new book coming out united states of grace talking about this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that maybe we'll talk about at some point Mm -hmm. or my new website that launches tomorrow that no one knows about that i can actually drop the secret on your podcast oh yeah Um, this is amazing (laughs) my new thing that knows about and i'm launching tomorrow so you so all your listeners will be the first and the only ones to know about it.
1: Heck yeah. <sighs> no, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's so But much.
0: I want to ask your perspective because for me, cause I wrote Dear Church a while ago. Mm-hmm. So I wrote Dear Church two years ago. Yeah. So like people are coming to me about ideas two years ago. And, and, and so I had suggested a median path or a, I don't want to say a moderate path, but a, 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 an easier pace for the church to catch up to the battle of white supremacy, yeah. to, you know, yeah. for, for, for the battle in this country yeah. against white supremacy, mm-hmm. but it's two years later. Yeah. and So everyone's like trying to like, you're like, Hey, I want to do these things that you suggested two years ago. And I'm like, motherfucker, we're beyond that. Right. Like,
1: yeah. Like, yeah,
0: like, That That was the battle plan two years ago. Now, now we're here. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But the book only been out for a year, but uh, a year and a week. So next week, the book will be out for a year. Okay. Um, and, and and so my question to you, though, beyond like talking about my shit, which I'll do on the air on your podcast because I know you're great, and they really are into um, um, anti-racism work and mm-hmm. living anti-racist lifestyles, mm-hmm. and that's what my book's about. If the church hasn't pissed all of them off, mm-hmm. I got something for you. But um, you know, my my point is, you wrote White Homework a while mm-hmm. ago. So how disconcerting is it for you that your work that was suddenly very. Left wing, like you were far left a year and a half yeah. ago, two yeah. years ago. Like, like make white people do homework about themselves. Who the No white people will ever do that, right? Like, or like me, right? Like, oh, tell the church that the oh that there'll be no Christian witness in this country in fifty years if we don't dismantle white supremacy, right? Like, people wrote articles about me to like I, like to make fun of me. Like, I watched people on Twitter make fun of your work, and now it's a year and a half later. Two years later, and all of a sudden, it's very disconcerting to be mainstream thought. It's mm-hmm. very disconcerting to be suddenly what everyone... Do, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? For your life to suddenly matter. Yeah. And the fear that it's not going to be there in a couple <laughs> weeks. And then asking you for new content, but you're like, I already wrote the content. it out for years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: <laughs> so. I don't know no, if, yeah, it's it's around yeah, that. it's been
1: it's been wild because it's like yeah, I don't I don't know or like right are the people who are reaching out to me this week are they gonna be like are, are they even gonna remember like three four weeks from now like I don't know I mean okay so let's be honest like based like historically in America as black people the answer is no right then most of the people right. who were activated that's probably not the right word around the murder of no that's the
0: word <coughs>
1: no
0: no that's the word i've been using activated. okay okay people are being that's what that's what happens to them their souls are active
1: yeah yeah around but like around the the murder of george floyd um yeah it's it's tough because it's like yeah we've been <laughs> you end up being like a voice in the wilderness right <laughs> And it's like, okay. Right,
0: until suddenly until suddenly the whole city moves to the fucking wilderness with you. Yeah. And then they're and then they're throwing tear gas
1: can- canisters
0: back right next to you, and you're like, What happened? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm.
0: it's <coughs> I'm I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for your awakening. I'm so grateful yeah. for any of your listeners that this is the first time they've dealt with these issues. Yeah. I'm so grateful. But like I keep saying, George Floyd's life wasn't worth that. Nope.
1: Not at all. Like you're like you're awake.
0: Like like Brianna's life is not worth your awakening. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I'm so grateful you're awakened, beloved. I'm so grateful that you're joining us. If you knew anything about me, if this is your first time experiencing me, and I sound a little bit bitter, I am one of the most accessible, um mm-hmm. liberation, progressive Christian, like whatever writers, thinkers, pastors, yeah. fucking yeah. asshole on Twitter, whatever, hundred like, percent. I'm very, I'm very accessible. I will work with you, but I'm sorry, I'm sorry that like you awakening. It's not worth any more of my people dying. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's and, and and times like this are hard, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want my book to be sold out. I'd rather George to be alive.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: like do you know what i mean like it's like all those things i'd rather be wrong like my most dire predictions in dear church are fucking frightening
1: Mm -hmm.
0: frightening it's i basically predict that the church will either become a a a a, a space that dismantles white supremacy and leads the way not as the leaders but like Mm -hmm. as the canaries in the coal mine or the spiritual example or the you know, yeah. kind of like what churches do now, like cosplay Jesus, you know, but like cosplay liberation. So like people come along, basically. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Right. That's what we do. Right. Yeah. That's who we are. We, we tell a sacred story over and over again in new ways and no sacred rhythms and no sacred stories. We tell awaken something deep down inside you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we can do that for liberation. But like. But like also the other thing I say in the book or will become the center for Christo fascism and I actually say progressives are the most likely to lead the way. Mm -hmm. But that that's I don't want to be right. I don't want to be sold out. I don't want people to say wow this shit's really making sense, right? Like
1: Absolutely. I've never wanted to be wrong more in my life.
0: Like that's why I'm so grateful the second book is well it's actually not more fun. But it's different. It's not I was like but it's different well it is a lot more fun it is a lot, it's a memoir there are really fun parts there's a lot of there's a lot of me partying doing drugs and at concerts and traveling but there's also like me spending a year in solitary confinement and mm-hmm. describing what that experience is like as a juvenile and like how that changed my mind forever and um, yeah or like yeah. describing one time it's like the new book is about like, about how much hope and grace there is in America? I wrote a love. I wrote a love ballad to America.
1: I'm, I'm shaking my head right now. You can't see that.
0: Right, and if you've ever read anything I've ever even said, you would be like, "What? You know?"
1: I know. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's actually a fiercest defense of the republic. Yeah. It's written from the perspective of someone who's never been allowed to engage in the republic. So it's Uh written from the perspective of an outsider. And it's about like, I take the worst things that ever happened to me. And and, and I use them as a place to jump off of and talk about how much hope, grace and mercy there is in America and setting aside our systems and our countries and and, and our incredibly destructive history, mostly brought onto us by whiteness. Right. Mm -hmm. This is America. Uh, it's you and me and your listeners having this conversation about this kind of stuff at this time in human history. Yeah. That yep. is worth fighting for. That is powerful. That's Americo mm. of a little a, right? Yeah. And that's what I that's what I talk about it in the book, America of a little a. And like that's worth fighting for. That's worth dying for. And I think that's worth mm. believing in. Um and, mm. and 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 that's the kind of thing that survives empire. When they rise and fall,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and so that's, and so there is a lot more fun stuff because I get to, you know, wax poetic, um, yeah, about the America that I've experienced and the America that I've experienced is really beautiful. You know, one of the things I hate and and progressive Christians maybe you get invited by a lot of progressive Christians to do shit. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. here's the word that makes my skin crawl. I'm going to say it. And I just want to look at your face. Let me get a good look at, at your face by saying. Those on the margins.
1: <laughs> it' was like that emoji with like just the straight line for the mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're on the margins, right you, 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 you don't even get a full line on the loose leaf Tori. They, they wrote about you on the on the edges of the book. So my point is is like people talk about the margins. Like, they're the fucking miserable places, except for the fact that everything in culture that everyone likes comes from the so-called margins. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So art, poetry, music, I mean, so much comes from the so-called margins Ooh. that maybe you have no idea. Right. You you, you don't know what the margins are. Yeah. There's so much joy. There's so much beauty. There's so much power. And I wanted to tell that side of America, too, that that these the black community is not some miserable place where we're throwing ashes over our heads Never miserable <laughs> because white folks don't know how to treat. That's not what's happening. What's happening is we are going about the business of community building and beauty and surviving in spite of you. And you're missing out. And so part of the book is telling that mm-hmm. story, too, and talking to our people. Dear Church, I talk to white people. United States of Grace is written for our people. Hmm. Anyone can mm-hmm. read it, written from the perspective and the and the and the and the and and and, and the deep sighs, joys, and loves yeah. of our people.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's. I mean, I think that's one thing. Like, white supremacy is is so bad for white people, also, and like part of it is that it's like you think that you you are told that you are so much better than. Right. And it's like you end up missing out on so much because you've had to. Whiteness requires that you erase your culture, right? Which there were a lot of beautiful, incredible cultures in Europe, right? That people have. Italian, no connection
0: Irish, to. Scandinavian. Norm- right.
1: And they just get, they come here and they just yeah. get erased. And, yeah. you know, so it's like this is, it, it, like, this is harming, this is harming you too. Like, but also, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, there's this narrative within the construct of whiteness that like, yeah, that we are miserable, right? Or that we would have been happier as slaves or that we would have been, we're happier on the reservation, oh, right? And it's like-
0: Oh yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, and so we have- it's like yeah you're missing out on like so much beauty and so much humanity and so much creation and so much joy when you believe that narrative right that like whiteness is the end all be all of humanity when it's like you've your entire culture was stolen from you too <laughs> like you just gave it up by choice right you had a choice
0: right and the best poets, the best artists I've ever met, the best thinkers I've ever met, the best political activists I've ever met, the first sex workers who ever blessed me to come into my life and teach me how to be mm-hmm. a decent human being—I mean, that, that that all happened on the streets. That all happened in queer communities of runaway kids in the in, in, in you know who fell in between mm-hmm. the cracks in society and had created circles of love despite the fact that their parents were trying to put them in reparative mm-hmm. therapy camps and yeah. they had nowhere to go yep. you know what i'm saying absolutely like you and, and if you don't know the stories of those saints and that culture um that 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 has lived right alongside so-called american culture then you don't mm-hmm. know a shit about
1: america yeah
0: and so I'm trying to tell that story. I'm trying to tell that story yeah, for people. absolutely too,
1: you know? no, I, I think that that's I think that that's very true. and I think about like the the kind of whitewashed version of America that that well, I mean, all of us get in public school but but that white people get specifically and it's it's so fascinating because it's like if you took it's like if you took an American flag and you just started like pulling the red and blue threads out, right and you got like nothing left. Like there's no, there's no pattern. There's no, there's no depth. you There's nothing really to see. And it's like, okay, this is, this is us. This is what, this is aspirational. This is what we aspire to. This is what we're striving for. And it's like, well, you just, you just made it like all, it's just all monotone, right? There's nothing to see here. It's just, it's just a blank sheet, which is false. Child, it's a false narrative.
0: Child, I preached, I preached a sermon to a, to a, a group called elm that's going to be you know i think it's going to be like i think it's going to be published tomorrow the next day for the okay. and i just said it in the, i just said it in the middle of the sermon i said i said this little group of queer pastors i was like y'all mostly seem like y'all just want to be treated like nice straight mm-hmm. white and i have no interest of, in no. that in the church I have no interest in that in my life and I have no interest in that. I have no interest in that in my bedroom. I have no, like I have just have no interest, <laughs> none of, of, you know what I mean? In my, in, in my wallet, mm-hmm. uh, 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 the way, the, 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 the way that I pay for things, you know what I mean? The, 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 the empowered or, or, the, or the, uh, the guerrilla economics I have to pull to take care of my family as a black man in this mm-hmm. country. Um, the, the, the do t- 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 you know what i mean like i don't, I don't want no fucking parts of any like mm-hmm. this so like when 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 i get involved in organizations where you're like well we're fighting for we're fighting for this and we're fighting for that and and, and you're saying it's equality but really you just want to be white. Mm-hmm. nah you can fucking miss me. you can fucking miss me with that that's the disease
1: yeah.
0: why do i want to catch the disease i'm the fucking cure, man uh-huh. god sent me here i'm the cure like yeah like 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 stop what you're doing yeah Like, why and why would i want to be part of it so
1: mm-hmm. yeah no there's not there's nothing about white supremacy that appeals to me there's nothing about like using coercion and violence and force to pretend like i'm to pretend like i'm good like i'm a force for good in the world nothing about that is appealing right. like that's not i mean if i fuck up like please come tell me because i want to own it You know, if I'm, like, causing harm, like, like, let me know.
0: Right. Or using violence to achieve my ends are are things that I highly consider in the mid-90s, particularly as someone who was a leftist and a revolutionary, right? I mean, violent tactics were things that were, like, on my mind, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And how could they not be after Ruby Ridge, after Waco, Mm. and then after... Um, the move bombings yeah. I grew up for you or any of the police, the, the overt police actions I've seen against anyone who was just a little bit out there or different or counterculture yeah. or leftist or the stories of Leonard Peltier or so many others that I grew up with. Like, like, mm-hmm. you, do you know what I mean? Like, like I'm trying to way Like I became a goddamn pastor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like
0: I'm doing everything I yeah, can. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And say, I mean, same, same here, way. right? Like I'm, I'm like education, hello I, like let's would, do this. Would, let's have a conversation. Right, like that's right. what you say you want. Um, I mean, for me, the hard part is.
0: Right, I'm like. Yeah, I'm. I'm you no, know, same thing. You're like, I want to educate them. I'm like, let me let, 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 let me shepherd. A, yeah. Let, let me shepherd your spirit for a little while, so you can know what it's like to have Black queer leadership. Maybe mm-hmm. that'll change you. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. maybe because we're all changed by encountering each other. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just funny when, like, I show up in spaces and people are so aggressive. I'm like, my man, you don't even know aggressive. Like that sister, we were talking about that on Jesus Jordan the other day, sister in in in, in Minneapolis. That video of her at the end where she says, "You're lucky that black people are looking for equality and not vengeance." Yeah, she, she said, "You better." She said, "You better thank your lucky stars."
1: hmm
0: You better thank your lucky stars.
1: Yep. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So I know, I guess it's like, I understand that, like, I guess I keep, I keep coming back to this idea. And I've been honestly, I've been afraid to say this, or at least afraid to tweet it. But it's like, if, if whiteness as a construct is inherently violent, like, where does that leave us in terms of, in terms of, um, like, mechanisms to push back against an inherently violent system? Like, it's it's, it's um, hard, it's, I, and I don't I don't have answers.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say it depends on who you believe, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you
0: believe Nicol? Do you believe Niccolo Machiavelli? I mean, I mean, it would be hard to deny that it's clear that the Black Panther Party read Sun Tzu. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the and the art of war, right? Yep. It would be hard to it would be hard to deny that they studied the tasks of other freedom fighters around the country around the world.
1: Yeah.
0: Fighting colonialization in the battle for liberation of Pan African people around the world. Yo basta, enough is enough, we're fed up here, we're ready for warfare.
1: Yeah.
0: And I mean, you know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm.
1: would be hard. It, it, it,
0: you know, so I mean it's yeah. a time i know it, it, i know it, it's it's a time man yeah. it is a time
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: grateful for your work though
1: thank you yeah no i, re- I really am
0: I, I you you know me like we're we talk almost every day it took me like a year mm-hmm. to come on the podcast it's not because i'm on your podcast and blowing smoke up your ass or whatever so like <laughs> i mean I this really, is like the I, eighth I, episode so i like respect you i like really respect your work and i'm not talking about the podcast just in general like i know how hard it is to live an anti-racist lifestyle and to live an anti-capitalist lifestyle and to try to support yourself and use that same skills to support others in your community Mm -hmm. and you you've made different choices to arrive in that place that i've arrived in also in my life and i see you and i respect you
1: yeah thank you yeah let's I mean this is yeah, I absolutely like, made these choices, but just the way that like I am oriented and my personal morality. It's like this was it was an easy choice for me.
0: Amen. <clears throat> <coughs> mm,
1: sweet. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you.
0: Can I tell you your listeners a
1: secret? Okay. Yes. Go for it.
0: Tomorrow or Friday or whatever, Friday? What's Friday's date? Because I don't know when you're gonna put this up. So Friday, June. twenty sixth. Friday.
1: I'm gonna put it up. Yeah, next next week. Yeah. So
0: Friday, June. by the time you by the time you hear this, then I'll be up. It'll be up. So United States of Grace is up. UnitedStatesofGrace.com is where you're gonna find all my content. And that's where you're gonna find like, whenever I hmm. preach, we'll put up the videos. Uh, my schedule. Um, you can order to your church. You can order um, you can order copies of *I to Grace*, my second book. Um, you can see the new cover, um, and you can sign up for my new blog and my new space on Substack, which is a curated community um, where I am inviting people to enter a year and a half uh, discernment period with me and see if they want to enter into community with me, and then eventually we will find uh, ways to support that community. Um, where you can engage my writing, my thinking, my theological studies, uh, handwritten liturgies, um, and, uh, curated zoom conversations with me over the next year and a half. Um, so you can check all that out at United That's where awesome. all my shit is. You can also find all my social media there too. You can just click on all the things.
1: Mm. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Sweet. So that's where everybody can, can find you on the internet. I um, you can find me on the internet at White Homework or uh WhiteHomework.com, whatever your preference is. Um we are sponsoring a family of color paying their rent for a year. So if you go to whitehomework.com, you can sign up for pay the rent club. I'm super excited about it. They're super excited about it. They're more excited than I am, honestly. <laughs> um and yeah.
0: Oh yeah, and also like I uh, started a new mm, church over mm-hmm. here in Vancouver, Washington called Jubilee Collective. Check it out, jubilee org. It's based on the premise of what if Jesus loves queer people and believes that black lives matter. It's
1: mind- <clears throat> mind-boggling. Uh
0: yeah. Okay. Anyway, check it out. That's jubilee org. and um <clears throat> the other cool thing about that is we want to pay the internet bills for Ten black families in the Vancouver-PDX area. So, contact me through my website, UnitedStatesOfGrace.com, and we would love to pay your cable bill this month, beloved, because we want to make sure you stay connected to information. You know what's going on, and you're able to stay safe and entertain those young seeds who will be leading the way for us Welcome. in
1: years to come. Love it. Um, yeah, sweet. Um, what else do I need to say to wrap this up? Our amazing art was done by Slade Sundar, which you can check out all of his work at sladesundar.com. And yeah, I think that's it for this week. Um, I might, I might love you. Keep trying to be anti-racist. Keep washing your hands. If you're able to, please wear a mask. That's, that's what I got to say. So sweet. Bye. White
0: Homework is a COBA.FM production. Your host is Tori Williams-Douglas. Executive producers are Jeff Martin and Nate Frazier. Produced by Jillian Cohan Martin. Audio production and editing by Nash Probst. Music by Kay Salas. For additional resources on White Homework, please visit whitehomework.com. For more information on other COBA podcasts, please visit coba.fm. That's C-O-B-A.fm. F-M. Thanks for listening.
1: We'll